over the top was sumptuous, and Sanchez's skills were sublime. Oh, Rodman! Rodman! The number two pick scores for the Spirit! In the Hey Spirits, we are back with our Meet the Draft Pick series. This is part two. Part two, we're gonna talk to McKenna Morris, Courtney Brown, and Anna Potagil. Love talking to each one of these players. They're all very distinct, very fun, very interesting personalities. Um, we're gonna kinda go around and talk about maybe, maybe a little tease each. So I'm gonna tease the Courtney thing because I actually think she has a very funny nickname that her husband calls her that she kinda let me get away with calling her, but I don't know if everybody else will get away with it. So my guess is my, my task to you is to try it. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> and I'd say McKenna Morris also had a, a very cute nickname from her dad, she did. as well as uh, talking about being a, a hometown girl and her attempts to meet spirit players as a, as a young soccer fan. That was an awesome story. And then we wrapped up with Anna Potagil, and she had some fun stories about being a member of the track team at Arkansas, and then also some connections, some women's soccer connections to her hometown of Cincinnati and some uh, a surprise name that she, yeah, I won't spoil too much more, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spoil the whole episode, but she has some fun connections to the city of Cincinnati, which we know has produced many a good women's soccer player. Yeah. Cincinnati, the rare hotbed of women's soccer talent, just like everybody expected. It's just like La Masia, right? Cincinnati, <laughs> La Masia, in terms of women's sports, same level. That's where they all come from. <laughs> it's amazing. All right. So first, we're going to have McKenna Morris. Then you're going to hear from Courtney Brown. And then we're going to wrap up with Anna Potagil. So here they go. And we are here with the 13th overall draft pick in the 2024 NWSL draft, McKenna Morris, hometown kid, McKenna Morris. <laughs> we are here and can't wait to talk to her. McKenna, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? We're doing great. Thanks again for your time. This is going to be fun. We're going to go through a lot of questions. So I'm going to have Annie get us started talking about draft night. Yeah. So just first things first, draft night, where were you and who were you with? So draft night, I was. Uh, I didn't actually attend the draft in, in Anaheim. I was at home in Germantown with my mom and my dad, my uncles, my grandparents were there. My, uh, my brother actually came back home and surprised me. He's at He's in college right now, so in um, North Carolina. So he surprised me and came home for it, and that was obviously really special. And I had my sister um, on FaceTime because she's in Australia playing soccer, so she's a little too far to fly home for the <laughs> for the night. But um, she was on FaceTime the whole time, and then um, her boyfriend was there as well. So very close with all my family members. So it was awesome. That's great. And what was the reaction when you heard the spirit call your name? Yeah, so it was it was so insane. I mean, from my mom, and my dad, just sitting next to them and just, you know, just feeling the excitement from them of me being close to home and then also just me being drafted, you know, it was one of my dreams and something I had really been, you know, looking forward to and just really excited for. And then to be drafted by the spirit and be close to home. And I remember sitting there, I had my mom on one side and my dad on the other side. And I got a phone call and I was like, 
is this it? Is this real? Like, is this actually happening? And my voice was cracking. I was like, hello, this is McKenna. When I answered the phone, <laughs> it was just, it was such a surreal moment. Like, I'm still in disbelief to this, to this day. I still am like in shock. <laughs> Lo- love that. <laughs> love that. Um, okay. So I want to talk about your pathway to becoming a professional. So want to start from the very beginning. So when did your love, your passion for soccer actually begin? When did, what age was it when you actually were like, I'm very passionate about this? Sport? Um, I started playing soccer at a really young age and I actually started because of my older sister, Malia, I was like her little follower, whatever she wanted to do. I was like, yeah, I want to do that too. So she started playing soccer first and then I was like, yeah, I want to do it. And then, um, my mom and my uncle were our very first coaches at like such a young age. We were probably like six. And then, um, I just started loving it, just being able to play and then also being able to play with my sister. It just was so special. And then, um, I went on to play for Bethesda for most of my young career and then my senior year, I moved to switch to McLean, which was also just such a wonderful experience. I mean, the coaching I got between McLean and Bethesda, they're such great clubs and they really helped develop me in so many different ways. Just the support I had from those coaches was incredible. And then I went on to play at Clemson for four years, three and a half years, which was obviously amazing. You know, the coaches there also were just spectacular. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better coaching staff and the way that they were able to develop me and then eventually, you know, lead me to where I'm at now, getting drafted. Nice. So so you mentioned your sister and your mom and your uncle were your first coaches. Yeah. But uh, along the way in like supporting and cultivating this love of yours, was there anybody else? Was there like another figure who was there who was kind of like, without this person, I might not have like found the love for the game or found a way to continue to apply this love for the game that I have? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my dad it has always been my biggest supporter. He comes to every game, just being in Clemson, which is like eight and a half hour drive. I mean, him and my mom got in the car every weekend. They were at every single game. They were driving to and from Clemson. They never missed a game. And he was just always supporting me. And he was always out on the field trying to act like he could play soccer. He's like, you want to go pass? And he's trying to pass me soccer balls. And <laughs> I look back on it now. And I mean, I wouldn't be where I'm at without both of my parents just – all their support, their love. If they weren't at the game, they were texting throughout it. And I mean, they came to almost every single game and just, you know, walking off the field and having them there, just knowing that, you know, they support me and they love me no matter good or bad game, win or lose, they're, they're always there. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be where I'm at without them. And down there at Clemson, you guys had a pretty uh, historic season last year, reaching the college cup for the first time. What was that experience like and being able to be part of that program? Yeah. I mean, being at Clemson just for the four years in general was so amazing between like soccer and just the school. Like I learned so much and grew so much as a person. But yeah, I mean, my senior year, I mean, I couldn't have written a better script. Like just being able to play with like that group of people was so special. And then to make the College Cup for the first time in Clemson women's soccer history was just such an amazing thing to be part of. Like the feeling after beating Penn State and making it to the um the college cup like I can't even describe what that feeling was like just knowing that we made history and then just 
you know, with all my best friends out on the field and, you know, we're celebrating, we're taking pictures, we're holding up college cup signs. And it was so special just to be able to spend it with those people. And then all of our families came out on the field. And I remember I had like a little moment with Eddie, our head coach, and we just kind of looked at each other and was like, this is what we dreamed of for the past three years. And, you know, we never made it to the college cup. And then senior year, we finally did. And we just kind of like had a little moment together. And it was, it was special. It's honestly, an incredible season. Love that, and not to not to stoke any rivalry, but you mentioned <laughs> beating Penn State. You know, Kate came from Penn State. Hey, uh-huh. I'm, I'm guessing you haven't brought it up since, right? <laughs> we haven't brought it up since, but yeah, I've actually. I mean, I've known. We played actually this year. Every single um, person in the draft class, Clemson played them. So I kind of knew all the rookies coming in a little bit. And then Croy and Kate, we grew up playing against each other. So obviously, you know, seeing Kate before and after the game. I mean, she's such a such a great human being. So we haven't brought the game up, but <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> Might be a sore subject for a little while. So I understand. Um, okay, so. Last question about, you know, turning kind of into a, a pro and just kind of wanted to know, you mentioned, you know, starting at six and then Bethesda, McLean, Clemson. Where was the moment where you first believed that, like, you could do this professionally? What was when was it? Yeah, um, I think it was definitely when I was in college. Like, I think before then it was kind of just like. I, I want to go like I want to be a professional soccer player. You know, being from Maryland, I was always like, I want to play for the spirit like. I mean, I'm from Germantown when they were at the soccer plex. It was in my backyard. So I was like sneaking into their practices. Like, can I watch them play? So, I mean, I kind of just always grew up and was like, I want to play for the spirit. Like, I want to be a professional. And then in college um, at Clemson, after like my my sophomore year going into junior year, I was like, I I really want to do this. Like, I want to continue doing this. And, you know, I talked to my coaches and was just like, hey, like, this is my plan. Like, I do, I do really want to continue playing soccer. Like, I don't want my, my time to be done after these next two years. And so I just continued working day in and day out with them and just, you know, told them my dreams and my aspirations so that, you know, we were all on the same page. And I think after sophomore year, I was like, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to, you know, finish out my year here, get my years here, get my degree, and then hope to, you know, continue playing afterwards. Okay, so we have some questions to kind of help fans get to know you as a player. Um, so for those who are not familiar with your game yet, how would you describe your style of play? Um, I would describe my style of play as like a little feisty, a little edge to me when I'm defending. And then I also think I love to like get forward, love to create, you know, keep people on the edge of their seats, you know, taking shots, crosses, creating chances, just honestly doing anything I can to really help the team in any way, whether that's defending, getting a little feisty, getting a little tackle, or, you know, attacking somebody 1v1. Okay, and so just to narrow it down a little bit, (laughs) what would you say are, like, three of your favorite things to do when you're on the field? Um, My favorite, oh, especially... Oh my gosh, I love to nutmeg people. At Clemson, that was my thing. It was so fun. And I would always like joke around with my teammates and especially when I can own practice and stuff. And I'd be like, close your legs. Don't leave your legs open. I'm going to nutmeg you. And I would always joke around with them about that. And um, 
Oh gosh, what else is my favorite things to do? I mean, obviously scoring, you know, is also such a great thing. I've got to work on my celebrations though. I've got to work on them. I was told that at Clemson, you know, I score and I'm like looking around like, what do I do? <laughs> what happens now? <laughs> That's something I got to work on, but you know, scoring is obviously fun. And I mean, I definitely love slide tackling especially on a rainy day when you're just gliding. It is definitely really fun. (laughs) So in terms of celebration, Mm -hmm. Croy said she loves to celebrate. We know Trinita Robin does. So I think you have some people to look up to. Uh, I definitely have some some people to look up to, some inspirations, because I need it. I I just turn around and look at my teammates like, yeah, (laughs) what do we do now? You obviously have college experience playing against and with some of these players and then also in the national team setups. So is there anyone else on the Spirits roster who you're really looking forward to playing with on the field? Yeah, I mean, honestly, kind of everyone. I mean, I I played with Trent a little bit growing up with national teams and just seeing, you know, the player she is now, how freaking amazing she is. I can't wait to, you know, be alongside her. And then, I mean, honestly... Andy on the team, Ashley Hatch, just having been like in our first day was today and just kind of seeing everybody. I'm so excited to like play alongside everyone on the team. Just there's so many people that bring so many different aspects and their games are so different, but also good in their own way. It's, it's truly exciting just to be a part of it. <laughs> All right. So, so we learned a little bit about your path to, a pro- to becoming a professional. We learned about your style of play and what you love to do, which honestly, you know what? Let me just ask the question. How do you lead a team in scoring as a right back? <laughs> um, I mean, I literally had so much help from my teammates around me. Like, just even though I wasn't outside back, like just the freedom that my coaches gave me to be able to go forward and push forward was so lots, lots of credit to them. And then also just knowing how has, as our six, just knowing she'd cover for me if I was getting forward and all my other defenders and even wide forwards, just knowing that they had my back if I got forward and there was a transition that they'd be running back and booking it back with me. So just the freedom the coaches gave me and the confidence my teammates instilled in me just really, really led me to be able to do that. All right. So now, sorry, I had, I had to ask that, but now we're <laughs> going to get into you as a person away from the pitch. And so we want to know spirit supporters are good at, good at coming up with different chants for players. And so I just want to know, do you have any nicknames they should know about so they can kind of work those into chants? Um, let's see. So when I was younger, I said I was a little feisty on the field. But this is what my dad always called me because I was a little feisty. I'd get after He always called me Muscles. So you might hear him in the stands yelling Muscles every <laughs> once in a while. Um, but that one, I had like a little sweatshirt made for me. You know, when you go to the beach and they spray paint it or whatever. Got a little Muscles <laughs> sweatshirt. Um, so that was definitely one of the nicknames I had growing up. But I mean, outside of that, I don't think so. I mean, I'm open to all nicknames. But Muscles has definitely been one my dad started and is kind of stuck a little bit. Sometimes I fight him, fight him on it. I'm like, please don't say that. <laughs> well, you just said it on a podcast. So it'll probably, it'll so probably now, be used. <laughs> he might not be the only one chanting that now. <laughs> and do you have any passions outside of soccer? What are you interested in off the field? Um, off the field, I love to read. And that might be 
boring as some would say, but I find it to be so fun. <laughs> I literally, I think last year I read like, I think like 98, almost a hundred books. Yeah. I'm a reader. If I oh, have time, okay. if I have some downtime, I am reading. <laughs> so that's definitely one of the things that I'm trying to find more hobbies. Um, I've become a little bit of a coffee enthusiast. So I'm trying out new coffees. I tried to take a break. I became a coffee lover and then I was like, I'm obsessed. I need to stop. And now I'm bringing it back. <laughs> so that's definitely something else. Um, do you have any book recommendations from all that you read last year um i'm a big frida mcfadden girl so um the housemaid is and there's a second one maybe the housemaid's secret um but honestly any of her books i have absolutely loved all of them they're kind of like thrillers they keep you on the edge of your seat i like can't put them down i'll be like okay i'm just gonna read two chapters and I'll be sitting there for two hours. Like I can't put it down. So yeah, honestly, anything by Frida, I would 1000% recommend. Okay. So pivoting a little bit, is there anything you are looking forward to doing with your team on your off days now that you're back in the DC area? <laughs> oh, there's so much. Most of the rookies have been asking me, like, what do we do around here? And I'm like, there's so much. Um, well, the weather's not really permitting at the moment, but there are so many good, like, hikes and trails that I think, like, would be fun, cute pictures we could take. And then I definitely think a trip down to Georgetown is a must. Do some shopping, get some good food, and just, honestly, the scenery there. And there's so many different restaurants. Like, I love – I wouldn't say I'm a foodie. But I do love to try new places. So honestly, anywhere in D.C. I haven't been to a place that I've been like, oh, I don't really like it. Like, I've loved everything. I don't have a favorite, though. It's unfortunate. But maybe one of these days I'll try a place and it'll be like, this is the one. <laughs> I love that you said you don't have a favorite. That just means like, you know, restaurants in D.C. get on your game, right? Yeah. Like, she's a free agent <laughs> in know? terms of being, you know, committed to a restaurant. So bring it. Um <laughs> Okay. And now for the most important question. Uh, I teased it before uh, the <laughs> podcast and it's important to have the right answer to this. So we're going to see uh, if you do. Uh, the people demand the answer and they must know your thoughts on candy corn. Do you like it or not? Ooh, I do like candy corn. Is, is that the oh. wrong answer? There's it's, not a wrong answer. As far as I'm concerned. There's not a wrong answer. There's ex some answers that are more unexpected than the others. Oh, is that a hot take? This is unpopular? It's a, it's a little bit of a hot take, yeah. I think we've got five yeses and 12 noes on oh, this wow. one. That's, yeah. That is unpopular. I will, I, I will say, it's not like my go-to, like I go in the store, I need to have it. But like, I'll, I'll definitely dabble in it. If it's in front of me, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to eat some. <laughs> but I'm a sweet tarts girly. Mm, Anything okay. sweet tarts. Mm. Oh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so this is this is so interesting because the, the numbers were so lopsided last, <laughs> last season when we interviewed players on the team. But now we've talked to four draft picks already and you both you all are split two to two. I don't understand what's going on. So like, <laughs> it feels like the spirit of like, it, I don't know what they're drafting for, but they're certainly <laughs> upping their candy corn quotient. And I don't know how I feel about it. They're testing us beforehand. Do you <laughs> like candy corns? <laughs> this isn't the first time you've answered that question. I they understand. asked it on the call when they drafted you. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to process that. But while I do, uh, thank you so much, McKenna. This is really fun to get to know you uh, a little bit more. And welcome to the spirit. And, um, you. you know, guys, muscles it is. So you know what to do. <laughs> muscles. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is great. <laughs> and we are with Courtney Brown, draft pick from the Washington Spirit in the 2024 NWSL draft. Courtney, welcome to the Spirit and thanks for being on with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you guys. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, we're going to start from draft night, the month, the night you became a Washington Spirit player. So, Annie, take it away. Yeah. First of all, just tell us about your draft night. Where were you and who did you have with you? So I was watching at home in Utah and I was watching with my brother and my parents and my husband. And like, you want me to talk about the experience? Yeah, I was just going to ask next. What, uh, what was your reaction when the Spirit gave you the call? Well, I was super, I was super, super, super excited. I mean, you think about playing professional soccer since you were like a little, a little girl. And so this was kind of a a really cool moment when you hear your name get called and you get the call before your name get called to give you the prep, but it's, it, it, you can't prep for that moment, you know, like that it's such a surreal experience. And what was kind of the reaction? Like who went craziest when your name was called? Like who was around you that was like, oh my God, was it you or was it someone else? Well, so I think my dad started yelling and then my mom started to cry. And I think my husband started to yell too. And I think I just sat on the couch and tried to take it all in. Um, I think, I think probably my dad went the craziest. He was pretty pumped. I love how everybody around you is losing their mind and you're just kind of hanging out. Yeah, I was, well, I mean, I was so excited, but I was just like in awe, you know, so. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about your pathway to becoming a professional. So I want to go back all the way back to your, your, your love of soccer. Like where did it first begin? When were you first introduced to the sport and where did your passion actually start? Yeah. So my parents signed me up for AYSO when I was like probably four really, really young. And, um, they kept signing me up every year. So I would be on a team and I, I think I just did well. Like I I would score all these goals for my team and then the coaches would have me switch teams so that I could score goals for the other team so that it wasn't so lopsided. And so I, I think my parents felt like I had a knack for it. So they just kept signing me up and signing me up every year. And then eventually I got lucky enough to play on an AYSO team. I was probably seven at the time. And one of the girls on my team also played on a comp team and her dad was the comp coach. So she played AYSO and comp and her dad was like, Oh my gosh, Courtney, you need to come be on my comp team. And that was where I got introduced to competitive soccer. And I stayed, I ended up staying with that club in Utah, my entire youth soccer career. Um, so I played with LaRocca. So he was a LaRocca coach and invited me. I made his team. And that's really where I started to be competitive about my soccer. And then also, like I played at the University of Utah. Um, I played there for five years. I had a COVID year, which um, a silver lining out of COVID was that I got a fifth year there. I, I loved it. I loved my time there. And now I'm here. 
I love that. Thank you. So, um, you know, I know you mentioned your parents. They just kept signing you up because you were good at this. So I appreciate that aspect yeah. of it. But, you know, in terms of other figures from your past, like who else or who else do you need to kind of point out as cultivating that love of the game for you? Is there anybody else who stands out as like somebody who was really integral to you continuing to become uh, to play collegiately and now as a professional? Yeah. So I had a I had a coach at La Roca. His name was David Chavez. And he, he played professionally in Peru and I had him probably from the time I was like 10 to 13. And I think that's where I really, really, really started to fall in love and really wanted to be a talented soccer player because he would, he was obviously a talented player and he would jump in and play with us at practice just for kicks and giggles. And he was so good. Like he would just blaze through us all 10 year olds, you know, and that's, that's, kind of became my idol was, was my coach. And he really set me on the path of, of coming to here. And were there any players that you grew up watching or have watched, you know, in your college during your, when you were in college, who you've kind of modeled your game after or taken certain influences from? Yeah. So I actually wasn't super exposed to professional soccer growing up. Like my family didn't watch it. Um, we watched the NFL. So not like one person comes to mind. Um, I started to really watch professional soccer. I think like my freshman year of college is where I started to follow the league and get familiar with players. I mean, everyone knew who like Alex Morgan was, of course, you know, but um, I like didn't watch a ton. And I think my freshman year of college, when I had some teammates enter the draft, um, Carly Nelson, who plays for the Royals now, she played at Utah with me. Um that is when I really started to feel like, oh my gosh, like I could play professionally. I kind of, I think I want to do this. This is the route that I want to take. And that's when I started to follow the league and follow more players and really expand my dream into making it a reality to be a professional soccer player. Okay. So I guess we'll, we'll transition a little bit to, Helping the fans get to know you as a player. Um, how would you describe your style of play to someone who maybe didn't know much about your game? Yeah, so I all my life have pretty much played on teams that like to keep the ball. And so I feel like I'm a player who likes to keep the ball. Um, I'm skilled in both my feet. I've got good feet to pass and receive and to dribble. Um, I do love to like turn and drive at the defense. I play the like the eight or the ten are kind of my main positions and I love to turn the ball in the midfield and drive at the other team's defense and try to dish it off so that's I think I'm I'm more of an attacking minded midfield midfielder but I can do that box-to-box role and I enjoy the box-to-box role so you may have already started to answer this one but what are three of your like top favorite things to do when you're on the field okay so turning and driving would probably be my favorite I also love to go 1v1. Like if I get the ball in the wide area and I'm going 1v1 with the outside back, I love that feeling. I love it, love it, love it. Um, I also feel like I love to make runs out of the midfield. Just that sneaky little run when the other team's defense is occupied with our front line. If I can get past them and and get a through ball, that is something that I like to look for. My question kind of is, you know, with the with the supposed style of play that's coming to the spirit, you know, the coach coming and I guess I should ask, like, how familiar are you not really being in a soccer? Obviously, once you kind of get to this level of it, you're very familiar. But, 
how excited are you to kind of work with the coach who's been coaching one of the most successful club teams over the past three or four years? Oh, I'm beyond excited. And I am really excited to get him here. And I think he joins in May at the end of the European season. Um, and I really think that like his style of play and mine will match up. And I'm excited about that. And I'm excited for him to coach me and, and make me an even better player. And I'm, I'm excited for the future of the spirit. Like this is a really cool step in, in a really cool direction. And now that you guys have kind of gotten preseason underway, are there any players that on the spirit roster that you're particularly looking forward to playing with? Yeah. I, so we've had one day of training. We just trained today. I am particularly looking forward to playing with Ashley Hatch. Um, obviously she's very talented, but Growing up, my parents sent me to BYU soccer camps ever since I was young. And Ashley was actually my camp coach one summer. And so it's fun that we get this moment now here at the Spirit where I was a little rugrat camper and she was my camp counselor. And now we're on the same team. So um, I'm really, really excited to play with Ashley. So I know it's it's too kind of soon in preseason. Have you brought it up to her? Do are you going? Do you plan on saying like, "Hey, remember me?" or like, you know, how are you feeling about that? Yeah. So we had a team dinner um, just like a night or two after we landed here, and it was one of the first things she said to me. She's like, "I can't believe I was your camp coach, and now you're here." And I was like, "You remember?" Like I had been <laughs> wondering ever since I got drafted if she would remember me, and it it was a, it was a funny moment. I was happy. I was really nervous to ask her. <laughs> I guess it's better it goes that way as opposed to you being like, yeah, and she has to kind of play it off. Like, yeah, I remember right. you. <laughs> right. I've been but she brought it up. So I know it's re- it's true. <laughs> nice. Love it. Love it. Okay. So now we, we've talked a bit about your journey and you as a player. I um, want to talk about you as a person, kind of who you are and a little bit of how you are outside of the off the pitch, right? So first though, Spare supporters, when they come up with chants, they're pretty creative. So we've been asking everyone, are there any nicknames that spirit supporters should know that you, that you have so they can maybe work them into some chants or something? Uh, uh, pretty much everyone calls me Court. So you can get creative with that. Okay. Um, my husband calls me Cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> not expecting that but all right um what other nicknames yeah those are kind of my two main ones court and cornhole so have that spirit fans you said i'm on a podcast so we'll see what spirit supporters can do with cornhole that'll be yeah right and do you have any passions outside of soccer how do you like to spend your time off the field yeah so i recently got into reading you know the funny thing about college is you're so busy that you don't have much time to like read recreationally. And so I haven't read for fun since like high school. And I used to love to read. And so I just graduated in December and I finally picked up another book for fun. And I, I've just been reading ever since. So I like to read. Um, I also like to fly fish. So in Utah, like it's really, it's a really great area to go fly fishing. I was only about 15 minutes from the Uber River when I lived there. And I would go pretty often, especially when the weather was warmer. So have you already looked into fly fishing spots in the area to check out? A little bit. So my husband's more into it. I am like, I go and I catch fish, but he's like really good at it. Fly fishing to him is like what soccer is to me. Like he's serious about it. Okay. 
And so he's researched plenty of places and we're going to try them out. We'll see how good they are. It's hard to beat Utah and Idaho. Like we've, we've had a great experience over there, but we'll see how this fares over here. Yeah. I'm not sure I could recommend any, any locations. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else that you are looking forward to doing in the the DC area now that you're here? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to get into DC. You know, we live out here um, more in towards Virginia or further in Virginia. Um, but I'm really looking forward to getting into the city. There's lots of cool historical sites and obviously it's, you know, the capital and I've, I've never been out here. So everything's new to me and I'm excited to see it all. I love that. And and to be honest, like we've Think, think all of us uh, have grown up around, you know, this area. And one thing that I find is like, as I've been older, that is a massive culture shock for me whenever I go to another city is that museums aren't free and they like close at 5 p.m. Oh. And that's just not a thing in D.C. <laughs> so like explore, have fun, go places because it's very it's it's kind of like what it's meant for. But also like we're kind of spoiled here. But when you come over and you're interested in going to a place. You can pretty much walk in free and, and the hours are pretty extended. So it is fun. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great to know. I'll, I'll keep that noted. All right. So now we come to the portion of the interview where I have to ask you that very intense question that I talked about at the beginning. Um, there is a right answer, no matter what Annie says. Okay. Uh, there is a correct answer to this question, especially because right now we're tied 2-2. Two, two, and so this is very concerning uh, from my stand, from my vantage <laughs> point. But the people demand an answer to this. So, Courtney, cornhole, if I'm <laughs> candy corn, yes or no? Absolutely not. There it is. Finally. Oh my no. God. <laughs> no. Candy corn? Yeah. There's yes. a reason it only comes out once a year because it's just like a, a Halloween funny thing. Nobody eats it. <laughs> it's a trickier debate than you would anticipate. Really? Your draft class is kind of, well, you might be the deciding vote here, but we still have to wait to hear from Anna, but it's now it's three, two in favor yeah. of against, but there are some, there are some candy corn supporters out there. I'm going to have to have some conversations with them. That's <laughs> Actually, this will be fun. Uh, we've interviewed Croy, Hal, Kate, and McKenna. Two like it, two don't. Can you guess the two who do like it? Yeah, I bet Hal likes it. No. no. Nope. <gasps> she said today she likes weird stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought she was for sure candy corn. Wow. Does McKenna like it? Yeah, okay. She's one. Yeah. Okay. And then the other two. <sighs> just, uh, just one more. Is it Kate? No, no, it's, it's Roy. Roy? Yeah, yeah. That is surprising. I she was pretty positive, yeah. I yeah she she answered very quickly, too, and hurt my feelings a little bit, but it's fine. <laughs> that is shocking. It is. It is. So now we, we, we have to talk to Anna and see where she's at, because right now, thanks to you, we're at three no's, two yeses, so we're on the right side of history for now. <laughs> hopefully, Anna gives us like the, the numbers we expect, but this has been shocking. Yeah, hopefully, Anna's a good guy. <laughs> oh boy. good stuff okay thanks Corey, for joining us and uh enjoy preseason and also we're excited to see you on the pitch thank you guys so much
I am here with Ella Brockway and Anna Potagil. We're going to talk to Anna a bit about her night at the draft, becoming a pro, style of play, all that. Y'all know the drill. It's the same uh, same interview format, but hopefully you get to know her a little bit more. So, Anna, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. So, okay, let's talk about draft night. Where were you? Who were you with on draft night? I was back home, which for me is in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I was there with my family, my mom, dad my younger sister and younger brother. So stayed up late to watch that. <laughs> and what was the reaction when you heard your name and it was the spirit? I was so excited, honestly, going into draft night. Um, I don't know if many people know, but I suffered a knee injury late in my college career. And so it was kind of a 50-50 as to whether I was going to get picked up by a team or not. Um, so just getting that call from the coaches and then hearing my name get called um, on stage was so exciting. And I was glad to be with my family for that experience. So you are are representing a a pretty historical um, depth of women's football players from Cincinnati. Yes, I know. I knew there were, I think, three girls on the team. Yeah, before me joining, I know two of them might have been traded. No, <laughs> but there's also Rose, and I can't remember. There's a few. Yeah, Rose did start out there. She actually lives like a block a block away from me back home. So. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Small world. All right. Um, Cool. All right. So let's talk about your pathway to the pros. So let's start from the very beginning. So when did your love for soccer actually begin? Let's see. Going back, I remember playing, starting at a really young age, I think around like seven or eight years old. Um, I actually grew up in Bentonville, Arkansas, where soccer wasn't very big there. Um, And then moved to Cincinnati, starting in like middle school, junior high age. And I think I really started to fall in love with the sport kind of later in my career, maybe not around, not until like high school. Um, We were just a huge sports family. So I grew up playing pretty much every sport you can think of. And I didn't really fall in love with soccer until I would say maybe like my freshman, sophomore um, season in high school. So I realized that I was really good at it and had to kind of choose which sport I wanted to pursue in college. And I would say that's when I fell in love was around high school. So, uh, given that love that developed in high school, I want to want to ask kind of, are there any specific individuals in your past or around that time that were responsible for facilitating your like love for the sport? Um, I don't know about any specific individual. Um, obviously, just playing with great teammates in Cincinnati, all of my coaches just, you know, giving me confidence and reassurance that I could play at the next level. And I, I grew up playing on every single team with my younger sister, who's only 14 months younger than me. Um, and she was a big, a big part of my soccer career. We were competitors from a very young age and I was lucky enough to play in high school with her for four years. And as well at the university of Arkansas, we were teammates for three and a half years, which was super awesome. That's great. And you mentioned you played at Arkansas and you were kind of there as that program reached some new heights and really, you know, popped out on the scene. So what was that experience like from you, for you going to Arkansas? Yeah, it was incredible. Um, you know, going through my recruiting process in high school, I, I kind of wanted to go to a program where I could be, um, a big piece of like rebuilding the program. And I was lucky enough to get to do that at the university of Arkansas, um, winning four SEC titles there and making it to two elite eights. Um, the program was kind of at the bottom of the SEC before I was um, committed there and started playing there. So it was cool to just be a part of the of like a huge rebuilding process for a big SEC program. 
Yeah, and I know you also have a track background and ran track a bit at Arkansas as well. Is that right? Yes, I did. Yeah, both my parents actually were college track runners. So growing up, that was a big a big sport for us. And we obviously are naturally gifted with speed. So I ran in one indoor season my freshman year at Arkansas before the whole COVID-19 happened. Um, and then obviously my career, my track career was kind of shut down because of COVID. Um, and so this upcoming spring, I'm actually running using my final year of eligibility to run with them in this this spring too, which is very exciting. Oh, that's really, really awesome. And when did you first start to believe that soccer was something you could do professionally and, you know, eventually lead you to where you are now? I guess I would say I started to realize, I don't know, maybe like midway through my college career, um, just with all of the accolades that I was blessed with throughout my college career, um, just gave me a lot of confidence to know that I had the ability to play with the best of the best. And um, obviously it started to become more of a reality this past fall and just hearing teams reach out to me and um, complimenting me on my style of play and everything. So yeah, just throughout my college career, I think I really developed as a player and a person and that gave me confidence to know that I could play at the next level. That's a pretty good transition into a next series of questions about your style of play uh, in particular. For so, so for Spirit supporters who might not be totally familiar with your game, how would you describe your style in your own words? I would just say I'm a dynamic, versatile player. I have elite athleticism and can play anywhere on the field. Um, I've been primarily an attacking player. I'm a goal scorer. Um, I think one of my best qualities is using speed to beat defenders and get crosses in onto goal. So, um, yeah, I would just say I'm an athlete on the field. I can play pretty much any position on the field pretty well. And um, just coming from a college program where our core values were just grit, competitiveness, and hard work, I think I bring um, a competitive and winning mentality. All right. So you mentioned some of these, but I want to kind of know about the three things that you love doing most on the pitch. So scoring goals, you know, nutmegging someone, it can be whatever it is, just three things that really, really make you happy on the pitch. Yeah, I would say number one is scoring goals for sure. Scoring goals, um, beating players 1v1, like, yeah, using my speed to dribble, dribble by players 1v1. And then the third thing I would say... I think it's so satisfying, like assisting on the field, like serving in a good cross and just seeing one of your teammates score. Okay, so it's early and, you know, we're covering the spirit. We saw, you know, a different style of play last season than certainly what's kind of coming to the spirit this season. So just given your skill set and any conversations you've had with the team, how do you kind of assess your skill set fitting in with the with the style that's coming to the spirit this season? Yeah, for sure. I think... Um, just with my, I mean, my style, I think I can adapt to anything. I think I'm very coachable. So, um, whatever, whatever style this new, the new head coach has in store, I think I just can adapt well and wherever he needs me on the field or whatever role, um, whatever role I play in, I think I can just bring a hundred percent to that role. Awesome. And whether it's your fellow draftees or some players who are already on the spirits roster, uh, who are you most looking forward to, to playing with? I would say a big one is definitely Trinity Rodman, just being 
um, an elite attacking player. I think it's awesome to learn from the best players in the world and the country and just getting to play alongside them. You can learn so much about yourself and it obviously brings out the best in your personal game too, playing alongside great players. And then I think I'm excited to play along with Croy, who was another draftee in the class. I played against her um, at Georgia in two games and it's just cool to see um, just how technical and how like cheeky of a player she is. Um, I think we could form a really good connection on the field. Love that. Okay, let's get into a bit about you as a person. So Spirit supporters are pretty inventive with some of their chants that they come up with. <laughs> so wanted to know, what are, are do you have any nicknames that they should know? I do not have any nicknames. No nicknames for me. <laughs> okay, so that means they're going to have to come up with something. That's dangerous. Yes. <laughs> and how about outside of soccer? Do you have any passions that you like off the field or ways that you like to spend your free time? Yeah, I would say I'm a big outdoorsy person, um, especially being in Fayetteville, Arkansas right now. And I mean, Arkansas is like the natural state. I love hiking, biking. I actually really like to mountain bike. And then my sister and I were on the dance team in high school. So one of my passions is making TikTok dances and then... I actually, I love learning new like tumbling skills um, for soccer celebrations. So are you a big celebration person like post goal, post assist? Or are you a big? Um, depending, depending on the goal. Um, but yeah, this past season, a few teammates and I um, came up with some fun celebrations to do, but I wouldn't say I'm a huge, I usually don't celebrate when I score, but this year we wanted to do something different. <laughs> and then when you're not playing uh, like on an off day from a game, how are you usually spending it? Are you, you know, binging something on Netflix or a movie or a good book or just kind of hanging around? Yeah, I would say it's pretty hard for me to relax on an off day. <laughs> I'm usually like a go, go, go type of person. Um, I've recently picked up pickleball. So on an off day, um, I usually try out and go do a fun activity, whether it's like pickleball, tennis, um, just doing something active with my friends. I actually think that last season, a, a few of the players got into pickleball as well. So I, I think you're not alone in that. <laughs> yeah, team. it's fun. I know. <laughs> All good. All right. So now we have come to the question, which unfortunately somebody may have given you a heads up on, but that's fine. I'm going <laughs> to ask it with all the same level of drama that I usually do. It's an important question. Yes. It's the most important question, I would say, and the people demand an answer. So, Anna Potagil, candy corn, yes or no? <sighs> I'm going with no for this, and I don't know what the right answer is. <laughs> that is absolutely correct, especially because Annie is not here. That is the correct answer. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't remember. I actually think we were super close. I think there were two was it two or three of the draft picks that actually like it? I think this might have been the swing vote. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did not like it. Yeah, good, good, yeah. Because I think it was, yeah, I was concerned. I got really concerned when we started out and I found out that like the numbers of people who like it was going up. I was getting worried and I'm so glad that you're a no because now that means we've drafted correctly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good to know. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much, Anna. It was great to get to know you and excited to watch you on the pitch. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Remember to like, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. You can follow us on Twitter at Hey Spirits. And as always, 
Go Spirits!